Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is a Smart Passive Income podcast, session number 34. YOLO. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your musical host, he can play all the instruments in the brass family, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the 34th session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Uh, and this is a very special episode, something a little different, because today I'm doing an audio version of an income report. And this is a big one, too, my third annual passive income report. Now, each month I post a detailed written entry on the blog sharing exactly where my income comes from from the previous month, how much I've earned, down to the penny, and also the most important lessons I've learned, the wins, the losses, all the stuff to not only inspire you, but also to help you in case you're trying to do some of these things on your own. And these are some of the most popular and most requested posts on the blog. Seriously, if I'm a few days late, people are emailing me like, where are your income reports, Pat? Uh, which is pretty cool. But you know, today I just felt like trying something new and different and sharing my 2011 income report here on the podcast instead. So this should be lots of fun, uh, lots of fun and pretty interesting. Now, before I get into that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to an awesome Smart Passive Income listener. His name is Eric Pujols. And uh, the reason I mentioned Eric today is because he sent me a very special email, which I wanted to share with you. Now, in his email, uh, sadly, he mentioned that a few months ago at the peak of his career, actually, he came down with a condition that he still had, there's still no diagnosis for it. And this condition, which he's currently undergoing treatment for, left him unable to see very well unable to really stay balanced and unable to stay focused. Uh, and I won't get too much into detail about what he uh, exactly what he said, but I wanted to quote this one specific part of his email. And he said, long story short, I was stuck in bed and I would listen to each of your podcasts from the start to finish over and over. And this really saved me. I know this sounds a bit cheesy, but in all honesty, I don't know what I would have done without all those podcasts. It was just one thing I could do just listen. And they kept me going and motivated me to get better because this stuff excited me like nothing else, uh, end quote. And 
that is totally awesome. Eric, thank you so much for your kind words. Thank you for listening. And I'm glad I, I was here to help uh, on the podcast. And, and, and again, thank you for saying such nice words, really. And I told Eric in a response that I would pray for him to get healthy again. And, and if you do that, that sort of thing, you know, feel free to shoot Eric a quick get well prayer as well. Uh, I'm sure he would appreciate it. And to anyone else out there who is sick or ill, or if you know anyone who's sick or ill, I my best prayers go out to you and anyone you know as well. Now, also one more thing. I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have so far left a review for me in iTunes. And, and we're actually up to 334 five-star reviews, which is just incredible. So thank you so much. And, and that right there is what motivates me to keep producing these shows for you. So any reviews in the future i absolutely appreciate it uh one star or five star whatever as long as you're honest now all right so 2011 let's get to the uh to the income report 2011 was amazing and and life-changing to say the least and i'll get to the numbers in a little bit i know you're waiting for the numbers and i'll get to those Uh, i'll break down the exact figures where it all came from uh, all that soon but i wanted to highlight the most important things that happened in 2011 that had the greatest impact on my earnings and my business. This is what I do in all my monthly income reports, and I, I wanted to do it here live on the podcast, or not live on the podcast, but uh, on the podcast. And quite appropriately, I'm going to start with this podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Now, although I started the SPI podcast back in July of 2010, 2011 is, it was really the year that I really started to see the benefits and results of starting the podcast for the Smart Passive Income brand. And the biggest thing was the massive amount of exposure to new eyes and new listeners, people who probably would have never found out about me otherwise. This I know because I actually conducted a survey during the year that revealed the fact that the number one way people found out about me and my brand, more than Google, more than links from other blogs or any social media platform or even YouTube, is the podcast. This is backed up by the fact that each and every week I get a ton of emails from people who say they found me through iTunes. And if you've listened to session 31, you'll remember that a Hollywood producer actually found me through iTunes and hired me to help with the web and social media campaign for a multi-million dollar movie, which is actually coming out in a couple months in uh, May of 2012, which is pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And this is why my Blog World presentation, uh, my presentation at Blog World Expo last year in LA, was all about the idea of being everywhere expanding your blog onto different multimedia platforms to get in front of new audiences who have a different preference for consuming content. So along with the podcast, there's YouTube, and together the podcast, YouTube, and my blog that sort of created this three-pronged or sort of triforce of content behind my brand, which also helps me become more of an authority figure in my niche. And what's cool is that after that presentation at Blog World Expo, several of my peers, several bloggers that we all know, have since created their own podcast and have started concentrating on YouTube as well. And they're already seeing massive results. And you wonder why these guys are successful. It's because they take action. They try new things, not only to learn, but to learn and, you know, they don't just learn, but they learn and implement and test and experiment. And that that's what will help you grow and expand and get better results. So I'm really excited for those podcasts that, you know, some have just came out recently. You know, David Risley from davidrisley.com just launched one, which is doing really well. Derek Halpern, Adam Baker, 
Glenn Allsop from ViperChill.com. Just, you know, these, these are successful people who are trying new things to expand and grow their brand as well. So if, if you're just starting, that's an even better, you know, you're just starting out. So why not get in front of a platform or in front of an audience on a platform like iTunes where there's a hungry audience just waiting to hear you? Because iTunes is, is to me, I still think it's pretty untapped. So, uh, you know, check that out. That, that was a big lesson I learned. Uh, just the fact that there were so many eyes and ears that I would have never reached otherwise unless I had started the podcast. So that's the first thing. Next thing. Now, a byproduct of producing the podcast was the growth and confidence in my ability to use my voice. And like I, you know, did when I started the podcast, I decided to purposely get uncomfortable and try public speaking because I knew it would help my business and my brand. Now, I had mentioned Blog World Expo in LA last year, but that was actually not my first presentation. My first presentation was uh, my public speaking experience at the Financial Bloggers Conference in Chicago in October of 2011. And that was an amazing, uh, really another life-changing moment for me and my brand. I mean, public speaking was something I was always wanting to do, uh, something I also feared, though, like a lot of people do in this world. You know, speaking in front of a crowd is actually the number one fear in the world, more so than death, which is actually pretty interesting. But I can see why. It's really scary to be on stage and have everyone's eyes on you. You know, it's, it's live, so there's no delete button or do-overs. You can't edit what people hear after they hear it. But that's why it's so awesome, too. Now, my life has changed because of presentations I've seen before. So I knew that if I could master presenting live in public, I could help change other people's lives as well. So I decided to go all out and learn as much as I could about the craft. I picked up a, uh, I picked up a book called Stand and Deliver, which is a Dale Carnegie book, and I read it twice because it really, it really taught me what, what makes an amazing presentation. And the coolest thing about it is I learned that presenting can actually be learned. It's, it's something that can be taught. Uh, and, and, and you know, some people have the natural ability to speak in public, but if you don't, you can learn it. That's what I've learned because I, you know, I was totally scared of it at first. But you know, th- there's almost like a formula for what makes an excellent presentation that if you know and you can follow and craft, you can again really make an impact with your voice and your presence in a live setting. And part of the advice in that book was also to watch a ton of other presentations and pick up on things that I like that worked for me so I could develop my own style. So I sat down and watched about mm, 50 TED presentations, TED.com presentations, which I totally recommend you do. So if you haven't already, go to TED.com. It's a bunch of awesome presentations by, by people in all different fields, and the information is just incredible, but also you can pick up on amazing presentation styles to help you craft your own sort of public speaking style. So I learned all that I could. I I actually mind mapped my first presentation for the personal finance blogging community, which is all about standing out of the crowd. And apparently, uh, I I guess I knocked it out of the park. I I sort of had one of those, you know, out of body experiences where you kind of do something and you sort of phase out and all of a sudden it's over and you don't even realize what happened. It it was pretty cool because it reminded me of when I used to perform in the marching band and, and in orchestras and wind ensembles. And I was just you know, in the zone, I guess. And apparently everything went well and the presentation was very well received. And after that, I mean, man, I was just really excited to, to get back into it as soon as possible. So, you know, I then presented at Blog World Expo in LA 
And I'm uh, scheduled to speak again at Blog World Expo in New York in June. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then also Blog World Expo at the end of the year. I've had to cancel a few uh, that are around the September date because I'm actually proud to announce that I'm having another baby. My wife and I are pregnant again, so I'm really excited about that. So I don't want to take any chances of traveling around that time uh, because my first son was a month early. So I know anything can happen, and I, I want to be there when uh, all that all that amazing you know stuff happens. So to kind of bring this back around, the confidence that I gained in public speaking has now made me more confident on the blog and on the podcast. So it's kind of just a, a, an awesome cycle and, and in videos too. And I've, uh, you know, it's, it's just come around full circle. So all working to make smart passive income as best as it can be and the quality of the content and delivery, which is again, all, all for you. And the better I can improve my skills in all sorts of levels, speaking, writing, and all that stuff, uh, it, the more I'm going to affect you and and change people's lives hopefully or or at least make an impact on people and how they do business online so another huge win for me uh this is moving forward in 2011 was the success of my security guard training niche site and i mentioned this several times in other podcast episodes and posts on the blog it was an experimental niche site that uh, i started in actually late 2010 totally based off of keyword research and finding an untapped niche but it was in 2011 when I began to make some real good money with it, mostly from spending time optimizing the site for AdSense clinks, which, uh, which means testing various locations of ads as well as the different colors and things like that. And that's when I started to make over, uh, you know, sometimes over $100 a day with it, which, is, which, is, which was awesome. And, you know, another win for the site is that I was offered five figures for the site, three times actually. I talked about it one time when I was offered uh, $10,000 to buy the site. Uh, from me and then or that was earlier in the year but later I was offered 15,000 and then I was even offered 30,000 for the site uh, but I declined each offer though because you know the residual income uh, for not doing much work on on the site uh, but still continue continually pulling in about two thousand dollars a month now uh, since I put up all that work up front already is just worth much more to me plus there's still room for growth, but it was just incredible to, to get those offers after starting this from scratch and, and relatively in a short period of time. Obviously, it took a lot of work. It's It's been over a year since I started that site and I got the, that those offers, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. And the thing is, you know, another benefit or byproduct, I guess you could say, is that as this site took off and because I basically shared it publicly on the blog, as soon as I got to number one and as soon as... Uh, and I, when I say number one, I mean number one in Google. And as soon as income started to come in and people could go in, into Google and check and type in my keyword in, in Google and find it right there at number one, my affiliate income on Smart Passive Income just started to go through the roof. I mean, like really through the roof. And for anyone out there doing business online, the huge lesson here was the proof. You know, talk isn't worth very much online, but results and results with concrete proof. That's worth a ton of weight. And that's how you motivate people. It doesn't matter what kind of online business you have, whether you gather a following on a blog or you're trying to sell a product or something, whether it's maybe it's an information product or a tangible product, it doesn't matter. You know, results speak for themselves and results get people to take action. And that's why my blog, you know, the way I structure it and write posts and do videos and stuff, it's all very 
results driven. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's based on the results that I get doing things online, whether they're good results or bad. And hopefully they'll they'll be good. In this case, with the security guard trading site, they were good, so it helped my brand and uh, as a result. So when things started to go very well, my Bluehost earnings skyrocketed like crazy. Bluehost being the the domain and host that I recommend to start out with. And even today, I'm still making about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month on affiliate earnings just from that domain and hosting company uh, through affiliate income, which is which is incredible and and unbelievable. I mean, I, I still pinch myself when I when I read that or listen to myself talk about that. You know, and other tools that I've shared that I've used during the process to create that site uh, started to pick up steam as well, even without me having to do much work. You know, I had set up the niche site dual posts, which you can check out at nichesitedual.com. You know, I, I included affiliate links when appropriate, never said that they were required or forced anything. I just said that, you know, they're optional and that's what I use to help me get there. And, you know, as a result, you know, when I got to the top of Google and started to make money, you know, people wanted to create their own sites and they were happy to go through my links as well. Uh, which which is exactly what happened, and um, you know it was just it was just incredible and, and very motivating for for people, I, I guess. Um, still though, and, and this was very surprising to me. Even though I share all that information for free about how I set up the site, how I configured it from keyword research all the way to AdSense placement, even setting up a job board on the site, people still wanted help. That was very surprising to me because it was all there, but. I guess they wanted to be a part of something that motivated them and also held them accountable and got them to take action. They wanted direct help from me. And people were emailing me left and right for one-on-one coaching with their with their own niche sites, a lot of, a lot of people. And at first I just basically referred them to the niche site dual post because I, you know, I said all the all, all the information's there, you can just read it and and do it and and get results. But people wanted more. And so that's when I launched, uh, this was near the beginning of the year, uh, a niche site coaching course. This was an eight to 10 week course, sort of classroom style, where we would meet once a week via a webinar. Students would learn something, apply it or do the homework or whatever, and then come back the next week all completed and then move on to the next lesson. And it would all kind of build on top of each other. So by the end of this thing, you know, people would have a working niche site that would be ranking in Google and hopefully earning a little bit of ca- a little bit of cash. Now, I did this together with my buddy Tyrone Shum, who was sort of the co-coach uh, for this coaching program and the person who's sort of battled me in the niche site duel. That's why it's a called a niche site duel because we both did this at the same time. We both got to number one and started making money from our sites. And we set up an application process uh, and were totally blown away by the response because over 150 people applied knowing that the price was $799 for this eight to 10 week course. It was just incredible. And I know that sounds like a lot of money, but when you think about how much time I was actually spending or that we were actually spending with these people uh, and with these students, you know, three hours each week, not including the interaction on the forums building and prepping all the content and the one-on-one emails to make sure they were, uh, you know, I was holding them accountable and stuff. Uh, I think it was well worth the value and all the people who went through the course did so as well. You know, we, we couldn't possibly take 150 students though, uh, although that would be cool, it's $799 a, a um, you know, a student, but we narrowed it down to 20 because that we felt like that was enough to where we can still give people one-on-one and that personal feel in the coaching course, but still have a group of people. 
And working with those students for that period of time was probably one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done online. Definitely not scalable. Uh, I mean, it took up a lot of time, like I said, not just the three-hour webinar each week, but all the prep time, form uh, participation, checking on people, accountability, and that sort of thing. But everyone who went through the course and finished and really did what we instructed saw results. And one person actually ended up going full-time online and no longer working his nine-to-five job. Others started new sites. It was just it was just awesome, and to see how people lit up when they saw their sites climb with Google and start to make money off of AdSense and affiliate marketing things like that. Uh, but at the same time, doing this, you know, as fulfilling as it was to see everyone uh, be successful, it taught me a lot about what works and what doesn't when it comes to coaching. Because this was my first experience actually doing sort of coaching and taking people through a long term sort of classroom style. Uh, tutorial or program and and not everyone finished you know some people dropped off or didn't complete their coursework and you know it wasn't it wasn't the course's fault and it wasn't their fault either it was just some you know sometimes it was stuff that was just not under my control or our control and you know family stuff uh one person was actually in japan when the earthquakes hit and thank uh thank god he was okay but i i became really interested doing this in the stuff that I could control and what would make people work and work harder, get results, keep them motivated. And I've always kept that in mind since doing this coaching course. And actually, we did a second round of coaching course that was just as as successful as well. And and, and after doing these two rounds of coaching, it sort of guided me in the consultation that I do, in the blog post that I write, uh, the videos that I shoot, the podcasts that I record, and it will guide me in the future for any sort of coursework that may come out of the Smart Passive Income blog as well. Um, So yeah, coaching, totally awesome. Learned a ton about how to work directly with people, keep them motivated, and also, uh, you know, this this was a lot different than what I was normally used to doing, which was mass communicating with people on a blog or on Facebook or Twitter and things like that. Another thing that I learned that had a big impact on my blog really started when Derek Halpern, my buddy from socialtriggers.com, invited me to get on a video with him and do a little critique of one of my own sites. It was it was a free critique. He had done this for a couple other sites and they were really good. So I was, uh, you know, we hooked up and, uh, you know, he's a master at converting readers into subscribers. So he gave me the choice of selecting which of my sites I wanted a critique for. You know, it could have been greenexamacademy.com or any of the other ones I have. But I chose the Smart Passive Income blog, knowing that whatever he had to say would be shared to the Smart Passive Income followers, which I believe uh, would be useful. And it it was, because everyone saw exactly what happened. So I'll put a link to the video in the show notes. And again, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session34 to to go there and get all the links and stuff. Uh, But at this point, when he he started the review, the blog had about uh, 22 or 23,000 subscribers and maybe about 10,000 email subscribers. And, you know, I thought I was doing things pretty well. You know, the systems I had in place to collect emails and get new subscribers was working for me at a rate of about 35 to 50 email subscribers per day, which I thought was really good. Then we did this critique together. Uh, I shared it on the blog, gave it some time so people could watch it, uh, see what I had, and then later see what I did to improve the site. And based, uh, you know, based on Derek's recommendations and, and man, after I implemented those changes, you know, I, I was I moved from thirty five to e- fifty emails a day to about sixty to ninety email subscribers a day, uh, sometimes cracking a hundred subscribers a day, and that 
was really awesome proof. That was that was proof not only that Derek's strategies worked, and, and I won't get into those here. Just check out the video on the show notes if you want to see exactly what he said. But this was proof that there is always someone else you can learn something from to improve. And that was the big waking moment for me. I mean, I always knew it was good to keep learning, but I was doing it almost reactionary sort in a sort of way, in a sort of reactionary sort of way. When when something new came along or something needed to be learned, then I'd go and learn it and try to master it, right? But this was like, wow, there's so much more I have to learn. I, I can always improve. I just have to go out there and find someone to teach me it or go out there and actively learn it, be proactive in my learning. You know, find that information, let it soak in, and then implement it instead of just being forced to or, or reactionary in, in what I learned. And this led me to start looking into more courses and educating myself. So I looked into copywriting courses, which I love and I need to do more of because you know copywriting is huge. You, you know, if if no one is interested in your headline that you write for your blog post or article or whatever, nothing you say in your post or article matters because no one's going to read it, right? Uh, also, learning how to be more organized, especially now because my son is growing like super fast. And it's taking up even more of my time, which which I love, and I want to spend as much time with him as possible. But that just means I have to be more productive when I do work and cut all the distractions out, like really, or else nothing ever gets done ever. Uh, so I've been learning how to become more organized and reading books about that, and you know, finding people who are experts in being organized and getting things done, and learning and implementing, uh, learning more about design and how design influences action. You know, functional design, as they say in the architecture industry. Uh, which totally applies online. So learning about that and the psychology of design and things like that, learning more about search engine optimization and so on and so forth. You know, the the big lesson here is to never just think that you know there all there is to know, or never be comfortable with the amount of education that you currently have, because there's always someone out there better than you. You've heard that before, right? There's always someone out there better than you, or who knows more than you, or is better at this or that, and that's great. That's awesome. Go learn from them. You know, go to them and get better. You know, I've, I've still, I know that I still have a lot to learn, and I hope I can have more people constructively criticize my businesses, just like Derek did. And they don't have to be experts either, because every person matters. And you know, there's nothing worth more than that, because that can lead to growth and improvement. And then, kind of along those same lines, you know, this sort of last lesson I uh, I learned before I get into the numbers, which I'm sure has more lessons and thoughts in them, uh, is that everyone should matter. Everyone should matter. One of the most important things when it comes to developing your online business uh, are the relationships that you create. You know, back in 2009 and 2010, it, it was really the new relationships that I had with other bloggers in this niche that skyrocketed my brand. Really sort of put me on the map, if you will. Like, I remember when... Uh, I was interviewed by Jarl Stark over at Entrepreneur's Journey and also Darren Rouse from problogger.net. Huge blogs with big audiences, uh, them directly promoting me and my blog on the site. Traffic through the roof, massive exposure, of course, and I can't forget and thank enough the author behind lazymanandmoney.com, a personal finance blogger who said some really nice words about me way back in the day. Again, another influencer who helped put smart passive income on the map. And again, those are relationships with other bloggers and other people with existing audiences online. But 
in 2011, you know, I didn't really have that. Those new relationships with bigger bloggers who sent a lot of new eyes and traffic to my brand. And I don't know if that's because I wasn't trying or maybe because I've sort of become a big brand myself. You know, I don't know. But the relationships that were built in 2011 that really skyrocketed my blog and took it to the next level, and even the next level beyond that, were the relationships I built and created with my readers. Every single one of them, I like to think at least. Uh, and not just from a blog author to a reader kind of perspective, although I try to create relationships that way too, but I'm talking more about the personal you know, one-on-one response to an email or, or tweet or Facebook message type of relationship. And you have no idea how many people, when I respond to them, respond back and just say thank you. You know, they thank me for being a real person, which is weird because everyone is real in, in the sense that they're a person, right? But online, it's really easy for that idea of the person behind a brand or a website to go away, or at least the approachable person. And it's the tribe, the readers and followers of the Smart Passive Income brand who, you know, more so than any other big bloggers out there, they're doing all the work to share myself and the brand. And although the individual reach is less, the individual reach is less, collectively, it's much, much bigger. And now with the ability to share things, you know, that that's what really helped me out in 2011 when I think about it. It's the ability to, to one-click retweet something or like something that gets exposed to everyone else's followers. Uh, that's huge. So the idea here, and I, I guess the important lesson, is that individual people matter. Individual people matter. Everybody should matter. Because if you can show even just a little bit of care and attention, that goes a long way for people online. And that's how you can create lifelong fans who will share you and your content with anyone they know, even by word of mouth. And the thing is, you never really know how many people a person knows or how many people a person may eventually come to know. So this is why, even though even though it's a major time suck, uh, and, and I can't always respond you know, to the emails I get right away. Some, sometimes it takes me weeks, but I always try to respond to every single email. And it's funny because so often I get an email back just, just you know, saying they didn't expect me to respond. And I love that because what do you think happened in those, people head, those people's heads when they don't think I'm going to respond, but then I do? You know, that's just, that just changes everything, right? And some of those people have since created their own blogs and remember that and share the heck out of me, which is pretty awesome and, and something, obviously, I'm very thankful for. So again, just it's just another version or, or a side of the whole, you know, the more you give away, the more you get back in return. And I, and, I, and I love it. And, you know, business is all about people. People forget that, but it's about the people and everybody should matter, <laughs> okay? So now enough of me talking about the lessons, and I know you're interested in the income breakdown, so let's get into that. So this should be really interesting because this is my first time doing an income breakdown sort of online, although it's a little bit different uh, even on the written ones when it's an annual income report. Um, but I, I just think it's much easier easier to share numbers and charts on a blog post as opposed to a voice-driven sort of audio podcast. But I'm going to try, and for those of you who are reading the transcript, well, I guess uh, I guess it works out for you anyways. Now, here's the income breakdown for 2011, and I'll sort of categorize it. You know, you might have seen my written reports where I break down each and every affiliate product or something like that, but I'm not going to do that here since it's the yearly report, but you'll get a good idea of what kind of money I'm making and where it's coming from, and I will pull out some highlights. 
So let's start with greenexamacademy.com. This is a website I created back in 2007, actually. Started monetizing it in October of 2008 with an ebook, then an audio guide and practice exams and also classes and continuing education credits. And uh, this is for a particular test in the architecture industry. It helps people pass and understand this exam. In 2011, uh, traffic-wise, it had about 100,000 unique visitors, which actually isn't very much compared to its history when you consider that when it first started and when I was monetizing it, uh, at first it was getting about 100,000 visitors a month. Uh, and, and the difference in income reflects that, You know, if you go back to my old income reports. But the changes are primarily, primarily due to uh, you know, changes in the industry and more competitors, and it's it's just not a, as hot of a market as it as it was before. You know, just a lot of factors involved, uh, which is why I'm glad I, I diversified. But anyways, in 2011, the site generated a total of thirty-seven thousand seven hundred sixty-two dollars and forty-one cents. So again, that's coming from eBooks, from audio guides, and practice exams. Some of those things are from third-party uh, products uh, from other sites that I promote as an affiliate on the site as well. So about $40,000 there from greenexamacademy.com, which is very respectable and I, I, I'm very thankful for, especially because it's an old site and I don't spend much time on it. Okay, secondly, uh, let's talk about securityguardtraininghq.com. As I mentioned before, this was the experimental niche site I created from scratch publicly on the blog, which happened to generate more and more income each and every month in 2011, which is great. And the income primarily comes or, or came from AdSense, although there's some income coming from a job board on the site as well and some affiliate products like for uh, you know, for some gear and equipment and that sort of thing. So in 2011, you know, traffic-wise, very similar to Green Exam Academy, it actually received 105,000 unique visitors, uh, which is interesting. And it had generated a total of $14,497.86. And when I say the earnings kept growing, I really mean they did keep growing. I mean, in January of 2011, the site had earned only $450.80, uh, so $450. And by the end of the year, it was earning, uh, it had earned $2,170 in a single month. That's about 400% growth right there, mostly coming from not new traffic as a result of getting to number one in Google. I was already number one in Google at the beginning of the year, but it was the fact that I was publishing a ton of new content on the site. You know, at the beginning of the year, I only had 15 pieces of content to now 110 uh, and counting pieces of content. And long tail keyword after long tail keyword was just being found. And uh, taking a quick look at my analytics right now, it tells me that in 2011, securityguardtraininghq.com was found in Google for a total of 27,946 different keywords. So nearly 30,000 different keywords uh, people were typing in to have found my site. And again, no, I seriously, the more you write, the more you will be found. It's plain and as simple as that. I've said that a billion times. The more you put out there, the more you'll be found. Uh, so, so that's the big lesson coming from securityguardtraininghq.com in 2011. Um, and of course, you know, testing your AdSense ads as well, finding out the best locations and colors and sizes and all and font for your specific audience. That that played a big role in my earnings increase as well. 
Now, I did make a few hundred dollars a month at the beginning of the year from eHow.com when the writer's compensation program was still running. Uh, it, it got cut off in April or, or May, I think. But for about two and a half years before that, I was consistently making $150 to $300 a month uh, just for some, you know, uh, some articles I had written in December of 2008, uh, which was great. So, so that that was probably the most passive income I've had uh, for a while because I there was absolutely zero hours of work required. So through April or, or May, you know, uh, I had totaled about thirteen hundred dollars for me how before that totally got cut off. And again, another reason why diversification, uh, or another good example of why diversification is very important. So now let's talk about iPhone applications. You know, I, I have an iPhone app business with a partner, and we've done really well. But the thing is, we got in early, and it is still possible to make money from the App Store. I mean, a good SPI friend, Benny Sue, who had an app that was featured as App in the Week in iTunes just fairly recently, was earning well over $1,000 a day for a good amount of time. And although I haven't checked in with him lately, I'm sure he's still doing really well. But the market is just totally saturated and you have to have a really, really good, unique idea or implement an existing one really, really well and much better than anything that's out there, uh, which is exactly what Benny did. And this is why we haven't created any new apps uh, you know, for a while. I mean, any new ones that we were planning on creating were sort of just put on the back burner for now and, and you know, they just weren't top priority for us anymore. But we, what we did do a couple times during the year was we come out with updates for our most popular, most profitable applications like uh, Baby Maker is one of them and Traffic Light Changer. And for those of you who don't know about my iPhone app business, you know all these apps are sort of entertainment apps that don't really necessarily improve uh, people's lives per se, but you know they you know make them laugh or chuckle a little, uh, which I guess is improving people's lives a little bit. But anyways, you know the updates that we made to our existing applications did help our income a bit. So to get to the numbers in total, in 2011, we grossed $52,484.12, which is awesome, over $50,000. And uh, we are continuing to update our existing apps and make them better because we know those are moneymakers. So hopefully we'll see some bigger numbers in 2012. So far, so good. And, uh, you know, maybe even another app or two, we'll see. You know, it's, it's, it's hard because both my partner and I uh, we have other businesses that we're focusing on at the moment, but uh, yeah, I mean, just seeing fifty thousand there is pretty motivating, and I'm uh, I'm about to check in with them to see what our latest uh, what the status is on our latest project. So next, uh, let's talk about affiliate marketing. So before I even get into affiliate marketing income, uh, which are commissions from recommending other people's products that are not my own products, that at least for me, and this is sort of a rule that I have, uh, I only recommend products as an affiliate if I've used that product myself or have found it to be helpful in one way or another. Um, absolutely, that's that's a super strict rule for me. Uh, the total for 2011, not including affiliate marketing, is about $137,000, which is an amazing year in and of itself. I mean, I, I that's awesome. But when we include the affiliate marketing income for 2011, things start to get really, really interesting. And, and I have to be completely upfront with you most of this income from affiliate marketing comes as a result of the work that I do on the Smart Passive Income blog. Although I don't sell anything currently and I never aggressively promote anything or I, I, you know, I never say you need this product or you need that or you should buy this or you should buy that. You know, the, this is all non-aggressive. You know, more like, you know, this is what I used. Here's an affiliate link in case you want to use it 
or you know, if you appreciate the information that I've shared here and you want to pay me back somehow, here's a link that will enable you to do that. Again, never forceful. And I'm, I'm upfront about the fact that they are affiliate links and most of them are just mentions of a tool. For example, my resources page, uh, which is actually one of the most visited pages on the blog at smartpassiveincome.com slash resources. It's also one of the most profitable. You know, right at the top, I disclose that some of the links on that page are affiliate links. I will get paid if one makes a purchase using my affiliate links. And like I said, one of the most popular pages on my site. And I keep track of all the clicks on that page and people click on those links because they are helpful. They add value to what people are trying to achieve. And that's the magic trick. Promoting products that actually work or are helpful for people depending on what they want to do. And it's sort of a win-win. You know, you're helping people achieve something but also getting paid uh, as a result of referring them for that specific product. So not to make you wait any longer, you know, the sum of income from affiliate marketing, and again, most of it as a result of the blog, but not all of it. I do have a few niche sites here and there that promote products as an affiliate as well. The sum in 2011 is... $272,371. And I can't even believe that number when I, when I hear it there, there's just like completely crazy stuff going on here. And I, I just can't thank you enough. If, if you're one of those people who have ever clicked on any of my affiliate links, And, and even if you haven't you even if you're just a reader who just sits there and reads the post or listens to the podcast and you don't do anything, you still have had an effect on me. This is, this is like life changing stuff here. And I, and, and I, think it's because of my approach you know I, i'm just a dude who shares what is working and what isn't and like i said you know over a hundred thousand dollars came outside of this blog but the more i give away the more i get back in return and it returned to me big time in 2011 and i'm just incredibly grateful for that and i i, I will not i will not forget where i came from or what each and every one of you means to me and that's something i will swear by i mean I know I'm not a millionaire and I'm far from it. You know, I'm getting there. But I mean, we haven't even talked about taxes, which is which is a huge chunk of this income uh, going to the government, which is cool. I mean, I, the more I pay to the government, the you know, the more that means I've made myself, which is great. Uh, so close to half of that, really. And then expenses, which I'll get to in a second. But my point is, and I, and I know this is a significant amount of money, but I will not let that change who I am or what my lifestyle is because I'm in, I'm living exactly how I want to live right now just you know I'm just a dad or and I'm a husband living happily at home. You know for you it might be different and whatever your dream is or whatever your goals are I hope you can work backwards from what you know your goals are and know exactly what it'll take to get there. And through my blog and through my podcast I want to give you as much information as possible to hopefully help make that happen. So in gross total, and this includes a, fl- a few more small earnings here and there from things like YouTube and donations and other things like that. The gross total for 2011 in earnings is $413,340.84. $413,000. Now, now, please realize, uh, I will say this really quick, that these aren't, these, these aren't exact numbers. They are rough numbers, even though they are down to the penny. Uh, the, the, the reason they're rough is because over time, you know, certain people ask for refunds or sometimes I get credit later where it was, you know, it was like a mistaken 
a cookie on an affiliate link or something, or a person upgrades their purchase from one package to another, and random things like that. So, so this isn't like 100% exact, but it's, it's fairly accurate. Uh, what I did was basically add up all the figures in each category in my monthly income reports, uh, all of which have that same note, uh, that they're just pretty much rough numbers and things can change a little bit. But anyways, I want to talk about expenses really quick. And, and I, I like to talk about expenses in two forms, monetary expenses and time expense. So as far as, as, far as monetary expenses, the big things are like hosting. You know, I pay $289 a month for a dedicated host and, and actually... Uh, for just for smartpassiveincome.com, I actually had to, to upgrade from Bluehost because of all the traffic the Smart Passive Income blog was having, which which I guess uh, you know is a good problem to have. Oh, and speaking of traffic, I did, I forgot to mention that the SBI blog in 2011 had uh, about 640,000 unique visitors and over 1.5 million page views, which is ridiculous and awesome. And again, if if you're one of those visitors or a listener or whoever, I mean, just thank you. Uh, so yeah, new server, uh, much needed, pretty expensive. So that's a large expense. Uh, aweber.com for the email list. Uh, my email list is up to about 28,000 people now. And just, just, uh, you know, just to give you an idea of where I'm at there, they only show a payment structure up to 25,000 subscribers. So I'm above that. So there's a little bit more that I'm paying a month. That's a couple hundred dollars a month there. I also paid about $700 a month for a virtual assistant. Uh, this is my programmer, Mike, who does a lot of the website stuff that I need done primarily on my niche sites and any client sites that I work on. Uh, he's been fantastic, and, I, and I'm ha- I'm very happy to pay him for his work. I also threw in a few bonuses as well because he's done really, really good work. Uh, then we have legal expenses with my lawyer to make sure everything's cool and good in the hood, uh, travel expenses, necessary equipment to keep my business running, and then, of course, services like Unique article wizard and other things that have a monthly recurring fee that help with uh, various that help with various parts of my business, and then there's money spent on education and learning new things and courses. You know, it's it's a lot of stuff, and it, and it totally it totally adds up. So in total, we're talking roughly about seventy thousand dollars in expenses, which you know alone sounds crazy. I mean, I, I spent more money for my business in 2011 than I ever earned in one single year even two single years actually working in architecture. But of course, when you're growing and you're expanding, it makes sense to invest in that growth and invest back in your business. So, you know, when you talk about net profit for 2011, it comes down to about $343,000 net. So $343,000 net, which is incredible. Incredible. But again, this is not including taxes, which I won't get into now. And if you've noticed, I'm not, I don't really talk about that much on the blog. And, and I do have posts and, and podcasts about, you know, setting up your business structure and things like that. But I, I, I stay away from all the requests I get for kind of tax type of posts because, you know, to be honest, uh, I recommend finding a professional to help you if you're looking for information about how to do it right and right from the start. You know, I, you know everybody's situation is, is going to be different and that, that's my reasoning there it's not because i'm lazy about it or or i don't want to share that information um but you know as far as what works for me from a cpa uh or you know legal or tax point of view that's specific for me and i think everyone should have their own professional eventually who you know can help them and or help you in your specific situation so 
that I mean, seventy thousand dollars for expenses is crazy. It seems like, but you know that that was able to provide me a net of four hundred or three hundred forty-three thousand dollars. And the last thing about expenses I want to mention is, you know, this sounds like a lot of money, and it is. But when I first started GreenExamAcademy.com, which was my first site, and uh, you know, it was making twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month on its own. My only expenses were six bucks a month for domain and hosting and five dollars a month for ejunkie.com to house and sell and deliver my ebook and really just time about, uh, on top of that. So speaking of time, let's get into that really quick. Most of the work that I do, you know, when I'm up late at night, like I'm up late right now, it's 3.21 a.m. Uh, most of the work I do is for the Smart Passive Income blog. And if you're wondering why I work at 3.21 a.m., it's because I spend all day with my family and the, t- the nighttime when everyone's asleep is pretty much the only time I can get some good chunk of work in. So that's why I'm up at 321 AM and this, this particular uh, podcast episode is really important to me and I know it's, uh, it's going to be helpful to a lot of people out there. So I want to make sure I really get this in on time and spend a lot of time on it. So anyways, most of the work I do is for the SPI blog, which I have to say is probably the least passive of all my businesses. Although the fact that when I publish a post, it's up there forever or however long the internet is alive and people can at any time go to those posts that potentially have an affiliate link on them or a, a link to another post that has an affiliate link or product or whatever. And so in that regard, it is passive. But the fact that I have to keep, you know, I have a community that I care about and I want to make sure I provide the latest information for, in that regard, it's not passive at all. But let's talk about some of my other businesses. GreenExamAcademy.com. Uh, two hours a month at most. Basically, just answering customer emails, making sure all systems are working correctly. Again, the whole system set up on autopilot, thanks to Tim Ferriss and the Four Hour Work Week, who really set me up correctly uh, when I was first starting and setting up the site. So people can come to the site, buy a study guide, buy an ebook, buy a practice exam, whatever it gets delivered to them automatically. I don't have to be there at all in order for a transaction to happen. So that's the whole idea there. Uh, that's different than the business model on securityguardtraininghq.com, which is still, I believe, a very passive business. Uh, although when I was setting it up, it was about an hour a day for 73 days until I got to number one in Google. Then it was about an hour a week, sometimes less, mainly to add more content on the site and tweak and test conversions for advertisements. But you know, I spend very little time on the site now, and it's currently generating about $2,000 a month on advertisements um, pretty much on autopilot again. Now, iPhone apps. In 2011, really not much work at all. On average, maybe an hour a month uh, to swap emails, check stats, and send updates to our developers, uh, and then get those updates back from the developer and put them into the app store. Again, just just a couple hours a month, really. And that's, that's again, making about four to $8,000 a month, which is great. Now, th- th- these businesses... Uh, make a significant amount of money. Like I said, over $137,000 total in 2011 with literally just a few hours a month. And again, this is because the systems are set up on autopilot. And and these are three completely different models, you know, so choose your weapon, you know, but but don't forget, don't forget, it takes a lot. And I mean, a lot of work up front to get these in place. And it's not going to work all the time. I, you know, I just want to be upfront and straight with you But that's part of the fun, seeing what will work, what doesn't work, and taking what you learned and applying it to the next thing, always moving forward toward your end goal. You know, for some, it'll come sooner than others. And for most, it comes a little later. But I hope this shows you that with some hard work, 
with educating yourself and then applying those lessons that you learned and always pushing forward, you could really make some awesome things happen. And to tie this into the biggest lesson I learned in 2011, and I have to credit uh, Mr. MJ DeMarco, an author I interviewed in session number 18 about a year ago, uh, you know, he said to really become successful, you must affect many. Affect many. This is what should drive your decisions, how you write, what platforms you're on, who you make your products for, what your products do, what you write in your emails, how you put yourself out there, and why you do what you do. Because the more people you can affect, the more of an effect that will have on your own business and your own life. So think about that. How are you going to get an, a, mess, a message that matters to people? But also, how are you going to get that message to as many people as possible? So just think about that in your online business. So cheers, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my 2011 annual income report. And here's to you. And here's to an amazing, awesome, healthy, profitable, and safe 2012. So thank you so much. Take care. I'll see you in the next episode where we're going to hear from some people who are crushing it in businesses outside of the make money online space. So uh, one or two interviews in the next session. I actually have a bunch of interviews lined up. So look ahead for that. Again, thank you so much. Smartpassiveincome.com. You guys rock. Love you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.